This edition of Speaking Out with Jim Watkins is brought to you by FlatFeeForMeds.com. That's right, lower prescriptions now with FlatFeeForMeds.com. Sign up and save. Welcome back to Speaking Out. Jim Watkins and Lee Williams joining us. Interesting piece of legislation coming down. And we want to talk about that. Uh, Lee Williams works, writes for the Second Amendment Foundation, also former law enforcement officer and a journalist. And uh, something interesting coming out of Washington. And I'll let uh, Jim explain it. Welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Good. It's good to be here. Yeah, I, I have to say I'm kind of proud about this one. The Second Amendment Foundation uh, sued Attorney General Merrick Garland and the heads of the FBI and the ATF and the U.S. government trying to restore the Second Amendment rights of those who use medical marijuana. And, you know, I, I couldn't be happier. As I'm a veteran. I know a lot of veterans uh, that have gone overseas and come home and they have problems. I know the VA is incredibly quick to prescribe medication, Jim a lot of medication. Uh, one SEAL I know who uh, uses a wheelchair was prescribed 18 pills three times a day. Oh my gosh, I'm really? not kidding. Ah. And that gave, that gave him, um, well, let's just say it gave him problems in the bedroom and in the bathroom. Wow, 18 pills. So, yeah, so, I mean, he, he uh, switched over to medical cannabis and now he takes two pills a day just for his seizures. And I mean, it's for a lot of guys with PTSD, with TBI, traumatic brain injury, and other unseen wounds, this is a this is a lifesaver. I mean, a lot of these guys don't eat. So, you know, one of the uh, side uh, effects of cannabis is it stimulates the appetite. So it is a major deal. Okay, so you've got all these veterans coming home. And, and what are veterans like? They, uh, they've been around guns their entire military career. They like, they like firearms, but lawfully, the minute they start taking medical cannabis, it is illegal for them to purchase or possess a firearm under federal law. Under federal law, it's still scheduled one. It's a scheduled one narcotic, which is up there with methamphetamine and LSD and all this other crap. So we have tried and we have seen over the years, there's a lot of different groups that have tried to get cannabis descheduled or unscheduled or made into a schedule three you know what that legislation never goes anywhere i've, I've had my hopes up too many times uh, so now it's litigation time um these these people are unlawfully violating and infringing upon the second amendment rights of a lot of heroes who have served their country and you know a lot of these guys left chunks of their body in in afghanistan or in iraq or in africa or other places around the world where we supposedly never were so it's time to, to change that. And the suit was filed by our executive uh, director, Adam Kraut, in PA. Uh, it's, it's a hell of a piece of loss, uh, litigation, and I certainly hope it passes. Because you know what? Even for non-veterans who, who take medicinal cannabis or even adult-use cannabis, uh, which some people call recreational, which I do not like that term, um, it, there's no way they should have to give up their uh, Second Amendment rights. Cannabis, especially medicinal cannabis, is legal in 38 states right now. Why should you have to surrender your Second Amendment rights? Just because it's medicine. I'm off my soapbox, brother. Sorry. No, no. And I think you bring up a good point. Is is it generally the rule in all of these 38 states that if you are being prescribed or using cannabis that you cannot legally own a firearm? Is that the deal in your general no, it's assessment a of things? law. It is a federal the law. I made, see. 
Yeah, the the states have nothing to do with uh, us I surrendering. When yeah, that's folks surrendering. Yeah, it's, yeah. because cannabis is still stupidly scheduled as a Schedule I One narcotic, which is dumb. Thanks, thank Nixon for that one. All right. So if you are, if you're on antidepressants, are you allowed to own a firearm? Oh yeah. Or like we said before, we started. Uh, started the show. Yeah. We're talking. Uh, you can, if you choose to drink two bottles of vodka with lunch, you can still have Second Amendment rights. It's just cannabis, and, and you know, strange. That's silly. Uh, these these drug laws that came out in the 30s were designed. They were racially motivated. Uh, and, they sure and were. It's time to get rid yeah. of that crap. Yeah, you know, that's right. Black black and brown people. Well, it is a stupid law, and it just reminds me of the ineptitude of people and how to out of touch they are. Who do you think ultimately? Not that this is this is not your lane, because we always talk about Second Amendment and those rights. Uh, but who do you think ultimately is behind this resistance of just allowing people to smoke weed and, and get it prescribed or whatever? It seems like there's a force behind it. Uh, just I, I don't I can't put my finger on it. Who do you think is behind that? You've got a bunch of old fuddy duddies, you know, who go out and have seven or eight martinis with lunch. And get home and have uh, you know seven or eight uh, bourbons. Who who look at anybody who uses cannabis as nothing but a dirty hippie. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. The, we are just now beginning to understand the medical applications of cannabis and some hallucinogens. There are some hallucinogens, uh, aka mushrooms, that are are showing tremendous progress and promise for PTSD and other unseen wounds that these warriors are coming home with. So get rid of these federal restrictions because they're they're stopping. I mean, the VA right it's, now, because yeah. it's a federal organization, can't even prescribe a veteran cannabis, even if the doctor damn well knows that they would benefit from it. But so they can they prescribe him 18 you know, pills three times a day. Yeah. That, I think, is, is probably the biggest driver because a lot of these uh, medicines that people get prescribed would easily be re, uh, replaced by marijuana. Oh, yes. And if you look at the VA's formulary, the type of drugs they're actually prescribing, they're 20, 30 years out of date, man. I mean, yeah. they, are, they are not on the cutting edge. It's, it's a, well, you know, it just goes to show you that, uh, again, the government is out of touch. So what has to happen yeah. now? What's the next step to this filing and, and what, what's the procedure? Well, it's going to have to go through federal court. This could end up in the Supreme Court. I hope it does. If you read the lawsuit, and you should, you'll see it's about as subtle as a sucking chest wound. Um, Adam Kraut, and uh, uh, he really did a good job writing this. Yeah. And he's, he's our, our plaintiff, okay, the named plaintiff, and we are looking for more, is, is a practicing district attorney in Warren County, Pennsylvania. Okay. So, he's been in office since 2013, and he, you know, possesses, he's got a medical marijuana ID card, which is perfectly legal under, under PA law. But federally, he can't possess a firearm, and that's stupid. It, it, there's, no, there's no sense behind it. You're right. It's an old antiquated law that has no bearing on reality. What do you, what do you make of uh, the SHOT Show? Uh, did you get any? I, I heard it was a huge event probably one of the biggest yeah. events in a long, long time. Uh, you were not able to go, but certainly you must know people who did go. How, how was the oh, yeah. reaction? I, I, I didn't go. It went over extremely well. There's a couple things everybody's talking about. 
Daniel Defense, which makes incredible ARs, uh, a lot of them are being used by our special operations guys uh, overseas. They're in harm's way right now with Daniel Defense products. They came out with a pistol called the H9, and uh, everybody's blown away by that. Smith and Wesson has a Smith and Wesson has a lever action carbine that everybody's screaming about, and Car Arms has a new handgun, a new striker fired out that everybody everybody likes too. So it seems like every year there's a, you know at least top three guns that are causing a lot of buzz. Nothing is causing more buzz right now than that uh, new handgun by Daniel Defense. I'm supposed to get my hands on one here pretty soon to do a review. But yeah, overall the shot show went incredibly well from what I'm told. And everybody that went out there had a good time. And nobody brought home what's become known as the shot show crud. Uh, every time I've gone, I've come back and sickered in hell. Oh, and yeah, down sure. for about a week. Oh, right. From all but, the people in closed quarters yeah. and breathing each other's air mm-hmm. for three, four days. Yeah. No, I... I the I, most com- <laughs> common accessory out there is always hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and it was cold in Las Vegas, too. It's been a little bit chilly there, too. So uh, what do yeah. you think of this? Uh, and I, I'm drawing upon your expertise, but what do you make of this ir- Iranian drone attack that killed these people? It seems like there's something not right with that story of those three uh, soldiers that were killed. What do you make of the government's explanation? We got about 30 seconds. Are you buying it that I it was another it. drone? Right. I don't believe it. And when I heard they were a part of a Georgia Army Reserve unit, yeah. I mean, these are uh, all the, the dead and wounded. God God help them. Yeah. We're from a small Georgia Army Reserve unit. I mean, these are brothers and sisters yeah. who, who know each other, who've gone to the unit forever. Uh, it, it's horrific. It it's is horrific. horrific. And it reminds us that I, I don't know why people aren't saying it, but, you know, what are we doing there? You know, I mean, we're, what are yeah. we doing there? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Lee Williams, Second Amendment Foundation. Always good to catch up with you. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care, Jim.